The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Lyrically, I'm supposed to represent unstoppable. End dubs president, crease to the max. Hey, welcome to the Quarmelizer of Sports. Sometimes Rich with Ken from the ATL Show. We are back for another week of uh, real talk sports going across the world. Uh, we're going to talk a little hockey. We got Dekachi. Not hockey, I'm sorry. My, my trainer from Virginia keeps telling me we need to talk hockey. But we we shall see. Uh, we talk a little bit of soccer. We got the coach's corner. We got a minute with Ken. Uh, welcome to the show, guys, again. Coach B. Yo, yo, what's cracking? And from ATL. ATL's in the place to be. All right, man. I was supposed to be in ATL, but, man, couldn't make it. Got food poison. You had the run, you had the, you had the BGs at home. No, nah, I had everything, man. I was, it was coming out both ends, man. I couldn't get I couldn't get right. But, oh, can't, uh, can't get right. Hey, TMI, TMI now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this live, baby. I mean, I know live internet, baby. This is going all across the world. Hey, they didn't know that in Japan, man. too. I couldn't get right. <laughs> they need to know. We, we keep it real. What, what's been going on with you guys? What's up? Coach? Yeah, I, I was at home. I was at home in Virginia. You know, we do that camp every year. Yeah. And I shot over to uh, Kansas, and I was supposed to hit up ATL. Uh, circumstances had me. I was ready to come back home. I said, oh, that's too much traveling. I can't do it. But uh, back in Virginia, man, we, we had a good camp. We do a we do a good football camp. Everybody from the league that played in the league come in, or, or maybe just other guys, also other guys from other teams. We had the kids out the first day, young kids first day, older kids second day, man. And then, you know, on Thursday we do a tailgating party for Mike Tomlin, head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, also from Virginia, went and played high school against them. Just uh, it's fun, man. Contract. We have a good time out Congratulations there. Congratulations to him. Huh? Just got offered a new three-year extension. Congratulations to him. Yeah, new three-year extension. It's time to go back to the Super Bowl now. You, you got everybody uh, in the right place. Time to hit it back. Got all the nonsense out of there. Uh, off the team. Hope you can stay healthy. Yeah, they they stay healthy. You know that's that's what everybody too. Because you know the Super Bowl. It's, it's a matter of who's the most healthiest team at the end of the year. Yeah, AFC North go to Baltimore this year. Well, let's not forget uh, he's going to be without his starting quarterback for the first four to six games. So he goes to Baltimore can, this year because that could be crucial. That's very crucial, especially in that division right there where they uh, lost uh, uh, both games to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, who's looking very strong. Yeah, and Cincinnati and the started off that uh, conference real strong, and then they fell off to the Jets for the last two games, which I thought was crazy. They didn't show up um, in the wild card when they played the Jets in New York. They knew they was going back home because they had home field uh, versus the Jets, and they go out there and do the same thing. And then Revis looks like Deion Sanders in both games. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I can understand that, but uh, – uh, 
they actually owned that conference. They beat Baltimore. They, I think they beat Pittsburgh one. They beat the split with everybody else, right? And beat they Baltimore beat twice. Yeah, they, they beat, beat everybody, everybody in the division. They went undefeated. Yeah, oh, eight and no, goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough if these guys stay healthy. And like Ken said, if Coach Tomlin can get uh, Dominique Dixon, I think he brought uh, Brian Leftwich back, and he also have. Um, Who's the back? Who's the back of the board? Uh, old school guy. Oh, oh, played in Detroit for a minute. Oh, Charlie Batch. Charlie Batch, hold the clipboard. If they can win half of the games that that um, that he's out, then I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be all right. But losing three games early in the season, the first six part six games of the season, could be real tough for any team. But without your top receiver and your top quarterback. Because uh, you know Santana Holmes, he's gone from yeah, last he's, year. He's, it's he's gone for four games. Going to the Jets and gonna miss four games yeah. in New York. Yeah, so it'll be very hard on Pittsburgh this year for the first four games. But you know, man, yeah, I was looking so. at the Jets, their roster, and, and what's going to take place for the team. I, they they have a great chance. And Ken, you made a point about this last week. They have a great chance to win the Super Bowl, man. Oh, be in the Super Bowl. I say be in the Super Bowl. They have a great chance to be there. They got the right chance. people in the right places. Yeah, very good chance. I mean, you talk about this is a team who was probably, what, one cornerback and one big play receiver away from winning that game. And now you brought in Antonio Cromarty. You, dra- you draft Kyle Wilson out of Boise State. And you bring oh. in uh, Santonio Holmes from, from Pittsburgh. I mean, this and then you have Braylon Edwards from Cleveland who has a full year this year with the Jets. Exactly. 12-4 and four this year. I, I expect this team to go. I'm looking for the Saints. I'm looking for the Arizona Cardinals and New Orleans Saints to be one of those teams in the NFC. Now, I know Coach has something to say about that, but the AFC, I could see. I wouldn't be surprised if the New York Jets was representing the AFC. And the NFC? AFC, the New York Jets. Now, what AFC. about the NFC? Who they going to play? They're going to play the Saints or the Cardinals. You go with the Cardinals and the NFC this year? Huh? You go with the NFC, Arizona Cardinals? Well, yeah, why not? Uh, why not? I can tell you one reason. That's your reason right there. <laughs> Look, you go to ride in there, and they were what are they, two years? No, I think they're about three years removed from the Super Bowl. You have to be, and we we looked at this team, almost looked like they were demolishing what they had built, but. The goal is to get back to the Super Bowl. The goal is to get into the playoffs, win your conference, win your divi- win your conference, win your division. I'm sorry, and then get back to the Super Bowl. I gotta believe that they're doing the right things. And I've always said, you can't you can't go out there and get the superstars that don't fit your team. You go get those guys who play in the concept of your team. And I always thought that the New England Patriots did a great job of that. Uh, putting everybody in the right place that was not necessarily superstars, but but went out there and played and did their role, and everybody held each other accountable. I, I gotta believe the Cardinals have changed. They have changed the complex of this team. They have changed the uh, mindset across the world, across the country, of how teams look at them now. You know, when I when I played there, it was like, okay, we got the Cardinals, let's go get them. Now it's not it's not so much like that. They got players over there, so if. If they solidify that quarterback position, they got they have a running game. I think they tighten up that line, and they got Russ Grimm over there, arguably one of the best offensive line coaches in the history of the game. Uh, also, in the history, Russ Grimm, yeah. Who was yeah. he taught by? Uh, future, future Hall of Fame Russ Grimm. I'm talking about. Well, who was he taught by? 
Who is he what? Who taught Russ Graham everything he knows? Russ Graham was one of the hogs. Russ Graham yeah, was one of the hogs. hogs. He also he was under the uh, tutelage of uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, staff. And he, he, he learned from the hogs, one of the top five linemen ever to play the game, watching the Redskins. And I hate the Redskins. Everybody knows how much I despise the Washington Redskins. But yeah, yeah, and I agree with it. And I agree with you. I agree with the top five. You say because the Cardinals also had one of the top fives, and you can look that up. And they yeah. just, but yeah, you know, when you talking about the Cardinals in, in the Super Bowl, man, um, solidified a quarterback position, um, and I think they got a good chance of winning this conference. San Francisco has done a lot of great things in the division to compete to be number one. Can I can I finally chime in on something? You could have chimed in a long time ago. Well, y'all, you, it's, it's, you know, I ain't been able to say nothing because y'all talking all this mess about the Cardinals going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, I ain't saying all this mess about the Cardinals. Ken don't even, Ken don't, don't, Ken got the Jets and uh, probably some, he'll, he'll go out on them and pick Oakland just because he, he loves L.A. that much. <laughs> he loves California that much. Come on now. Let me, let me, let me throw this out. Okay, I understand that, you know, the Cardinals, if Matt Weiner can come into the season, in preseason, starting preseason, and again, like you said, Quam, manage the game. If he can just manage the game with the running game you have, with the passing game you have, yes, you got Los Anquan Bowling. He came to the Ravens. Woohoo! But you still got Larry Fitzgerald, Steve Breston. A cigarette? Uh, you still got Jeremy Urban. You still got, well, excuse me? Go ahead, man. Go ahead. You can't let me oh, get you off track like that. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you still have, you have the, the, the defense. You lost Carlos Dansby. You, know, you still have a, a nucleus of the defense. You lost um, Roger Cromartie. I don't think that you guys are going to you make playoffs, yes. You're going to get probably first round, second round of playoffs. I don't think they're going to make the NFC Championship game, and I definitely don't think they're going to get to the playoff, to the Super Bowl. Now, I do agree with you, Jets. It could be Jets-Saints Super Bowl again. That could be a situation. But unfortunately, I don't see anybody else in the NFC really standing up and owning the NFC besides the Saints. Besides, yeah, that's why I say the Cardinals are saying now. I got to go with the Cardinals because these guys, they still – isn't, they're not an easy win. You got to go in there and play the Cardinals. Cardinals looking to beat everybody. When I think, and when I say they changed the complex and the dynamics and the mindset of this team, now the Cardinals look like whoever they play is it, they looking to beat this team. It's not like the old Cardinals that you guys remember that I remember that I played on. Uh, go out there and do the best you can. It's not that, and that that attitude was never from the defense standpoint. But the Cardinals, when they go out there on the field, they're looking to win all those games. You're not going to win a lot of – it's very rare that you win uh, 16 games. It happens, but your end result is not good because you want to win a Super Bowl. It's going to be between the Vikings and the Saints and the NFC. You you can't can't, can't, um, displace the Vikings, and that's that's also predicated if Brett Favre come back. But I think out of New York, um, Mark Sanchez, if he comes out – I'm not even buying into this – Sophomore slump stuff. Even though he had his slumps his rookie year, he lost three in a row. He won three, lost three in a row. Uh, but I think Brian Schottenheim, the offensive coordinator over there, would do a great job of managing this guy because their defense is what um, is going to keep them in a lot of games where he can make a lot of plays because he got weapons over there on offense. He cannot be the guy to win the game. He has to be the guy not to lose the game. And and and, and Coach B. You can attest to that because you had that same team in Baltimore when they won the Super Bowl. 
Yes, all about the defense. The defense was what won that Super Bowl for the Baltimore Ravens. You know, we had a, a game manager in that point in time with Trent Dilfer. He did what he, what he needed to do and what he uh, was asked to do was manage that game. We had a somewhat halfway decent running game. We had no passing game at all. But yet, you know, Shannon Sharp was, I think, our lead receiver at that particular moment in time. But that defense is what made plays for defense and special teams. Right. Again, right. And I think they did it. that won the Super Bowl for the Saints. It got the Saints in the Super Bowl. It helped win the Super Bowl for the Saints. And if you look at the past few Super Bowls, special teams, um, players, and special teams and defense has put teams in situations to win big games like that. Okay. Well, they did this. We're going we're gonna to take a break, and we're going to come back. And I want to hit into that coach's corner. So I definitely like the uh... – We'll be back. This is the Quarren with lots of sports. Sometimes Rich, we came from the ATS show. We'll be back in two minutes. Lyrically, I speak on them. You can call me Tim. I let my peanut butter spread on them. This is a test. How many rappers out here want to play the fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready for a fresh, candid, and entertaining look at sports? It's time for a radio show that doesn't tackle sports like everyone else. Join former NFL player Nick Murphy for Murphy's Law. Hear it directly from your favorite pro and collegiate athletes, coaches, and media personalities as they dissect what's going on in the world of sports. It's sports, entertainment, and fun, and it's all part of Murphy's Law. Tune in Friday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's Hot Topics. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports We're talking about the New Orleans Saints, Jets, also San Francisco, and we had some. We had a pretty good discussion off air, and uh, you know, Ken was making some great points about uh, 
who the Cardinals lost, and we all know that they lost one of the great future Hall of Famers, Kurt Warner. They lost, uh, as Ken said, a thousand yard receiver in Anquan Bolden. But I think uh, Early Doucette would be a step in and fill that role. Yeah, I think he's 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 done it at the end of the season. Um, I would love to have kept. Uh, Anquan Bolden on the team. He's he's a great inspirational leader. He goes in the field and he gives it all. Anquan plays like a linebacker at the receiver spot. How long can you play like that before you start breaking down? And as you see, he start breaking down. Now I'm on that team and I got some control of that. I w- I would still keep that guy out there because it takes a lot than making plays on the football field than uh, winning football games. He's an inspirational leader, as I mentioned. He's a guy like Larry Sinners where you don't have to even throw him the ball. As long as he's on the field, you have to account for him, and that takes away from other plots on the field where you got Larry Fitzgerald going across the middle and Steve Breston coming across the middle. Larry Fitzgerald down deep. Um, and then they established a running game. They established a running game with the two-headed running backs, and I think that's why I say the Cardinals may be right there. Now, you guys you guys there? You guys, y'all holding your tongue? Or y'all holding something there? I, like we I said, we want to I mean, we we let, let you just get that off your chest. Cause you yeah, that's all I ever. Yeah, we see, we see your heart, where your heart is at, but let's keep it real, okay? That's what I'm doing. I'm, 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 I'm not crazy. crazy. I'm not saying the Cardinals is the team to beat. I'm just saying they got a great chance to get back. Three years removed, you got to put pieces in place to get back to where you – Get back to the game, get back to the big game, back for all the reason, off season, OTAs, um, for all that stuff you put in the work that everybody around the league is doing. You want to get back to that point. Once you taste it, now you want to start chewing and swallowing it now. You got to get back and win that game. If they have that game, doesn't one. throw for over 3,000 yards and doesn't put up over 25 touchdowns, this team is not going to the playoffs. And Kurt Warner was a guy that can go out here and put up close to 4,000 yards and over, and over 25 to 30 uh, touchdowns in the season and get this team to the playoffs t- to win the division. And Matt Leiner is just so unproven, and we already know what he can do when we gave him the reins before. This man's going to end up probably with 25 interceptions versus only maybe about 10 or 15 touchdowns. That's you think more realistic with the, quarter, with the quarterback. I don't, I don't think they're going to lie. I'm going to throw 25 interceptions. They, they, can, they, they can still run the ball. Even though they got receivers, they're not going to have this guy throwing all across the field. Even though they got Earl Doucette, Steve Breast, and Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, those going to be some secure routes until they can, if they can open up this running game, passing is not going to be a problem. You don't it's think it's going to be a problem. Now, I really want to go to the coach's corner before we get out this segment. Well, y'all got to realize something, too, that y'all are just forgetting about Steve Bruston, who made it, made, it, that was, made it easy for the Cardinals to get rid of and trade Anquan Bolden. No, we didn't forget about it. I mentioned, I mentioned Steve Bruss. I say uh, he's one of, you know, arguably, they was the, I wouldn't even say arguably. I, they, the best three tandem receivers in the game at one time was Steve Breston, Fitzgerald, and Bolden. No one was better than those guys in the game at the same time. No one. And I, he, and they both, uh, I think, Coach, you might have just said this, all three of them had 1,000 yards or more in one season. Yes. But they did have, like Ken was saying, Kurt Warner throwing the ball to him. So we don't know what Mott Lyon going to do. We don't know if he's hot tubbing it or, or he's showing up in the cap and getting it done. Oh, he's going to be good for two picks a game. We already know that. Two picks a game? Two picks a game. That's putting the defense in the bind, man. One, pick is, one pick is enough, but put two picks a game putting the defense in a serious bind. But he's good for it. If you go back in history and look at what he's done over his car- short career that he's played in, the man averages two picks a game. 
Yeah, well, if they let, if they allow him to do that this year, then it, it's coming down to coaching. Because you got to manage a guy like that with no experience, been on, been in the league for five years, maybe five years, and, and under one of the best, he can learn from one of the best. In Kurt Warner, how he approached the game, what he's looking at. If you can't learn from that guy, then you're not ready to play. You're ready to be a backup for the remainder of your career. Then yeah, he will throw two picks, and then that defense will look at him funny when they walk on the field and the offense is walking off the field, and then he will realize. This team don't believe in him, and as a quarterback, I need you to believe in you can go out there and get it done. Mm-hmm. You can't turnovers won't happen in a football game. The team who makes the least amount of turnovers most time win those football games. But he has to go out there, and the, and the coaching staff has to be out there to manage those situations. Mm-hmm. You can't let them just go out there and think, okay, you've been in the league five years, you 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 proven. No, you've been in the league five years. You had the reins for a while, then you broke your shoulder. You had a shoulder bone, uh, shoulder injury. And you were out. Kurt Warner got in and you never got it back. Now he's still a young guy. So at those points, he should have learned how to play football. Mm-hmm. You just don't come in there. Everybody don't have that. He had icing on the cake. He was under one of the best quarterbacks where he should have learned how to play football. When he got his chance, never let the reins go again. Yeah, but all the quarterbacks in that division that he's going to be facing this year, he's going to be the new guy on the block. And he's going to be looking over there across the field watching Alex Smith going there putting up over 300 yards a game and, probably, and possibly three to four touchdowns per game versus zero to one interception per game. And that he's going you know to be what, I, You know what a team, a team we forgot, and I, really, and I really expect this team to do some damage in the NFC. We forgot about the uh, Green Bay Packers. Oh, we forgot about the Green Bay Packers. Y'all, we ain't forgot about them. They're gonna be the there. This is one the, the one of the most talented defenses in the NFL, and not not just the NFL, but definitely in the NFC. So you cannot forget about a team that goes out here and and, and what stops a uh, you know has one of the best uh, defensive scoring, defensive yeah. rushing, defensive passing. This team has it made on defense. You can't right. forget about them. And then you got a quarterback that puts up over 4,000 yards, puts up over 30 touchdowns versus uh, single digits uh, interceptions. Th- this team right here is probably, what, one game away from going to the Super Bowl? Easily one game away. And I, you know what I think they lost when they played the um, uh, They actually had the Connors in that playoff game on a, in overtime with the last, and in overtime on the first play, he overthrew them. Overthrew him, then they go back in there. No one picks up the blitz. He uh, throws the ball. He get his elbow hit. Intercepts for a touchdown. Game over. But well, hold up, um, hold up, hold up, hold up. The play before that, it should have been a penalty on Arizona, and that should have been a first down. That second play should have never happened. The second play where he hit his, uh, his um, docket with his helmet. Yes, he led with his helmet. Right. Hit him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Should have been right. right. Yep, he's right. Yep. You're right, but you know what? They were playing in Arizona, so, hey, it was Green Bay, he would have got it. And it's crazy to say something like that, but that's the way that nonsense works. When, when you're not a winning team, you don't get calls. I've been on the end of that for a long time. When you're winning, them referees let things happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they, they get in the locker room and playing, okay, the Cardinals are winning, these guys are they, they're the team people, they're the team that uh, people want to see. You don't have to call every little thing. I'm not saying they do that. It just happened. It looks like that most times. And, you know, they were actually calling. You know, even though Peyton Manning won the MVP, but it could have easily been a toss-up between him and uh, Aaron Rodgers for that, uh, for, that, for that quarterback for that MVP award. Easy. Aaron Rodgers is going to be up for the MVP this year. Yeah, easy. With that team them guys have, man, and if, um, if the corner comes back who has – 
I think he got his knee messed up in the playoffs. But if he comes back, um, I think that, that defense will be right where they left off. Mm-hmm. And then Ryan, they got Ryan, 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 Ryan over there in Woodson. I think they got they got one right where he left back off. in the National Football League. Sorry, they got one of the best nickel cornerbacks in the National Football League, and Charles Woodson. And Charles Woodson. Yeah. So, what was I going to ask you about? Let's hit the coach's corner. Are we ready for the coach's corner? Yeah, Coach Corn is always ready, man. Today, Coach Corn is a little somber day today. I gotta, you know, give my respects out to the George Steinbrenner family, the Yankee uh-huh. family. They lost uh, their boss this morning at six thirty this morning, died of a, of a massive heart attack. Uh, you know, George Steinbrenner to me is the reason why baseball is to where it's at. Why the Yankees are where they at? He bought the Yankees in nineteen seventy three, won eleven pennants, and uh, his thirty some odd years as as the boss. Um, you know, and they, they say things happen in threes. You know, so two things that happened to the Yankees in less than 48 hours. You know, their their uh, their public address announcer Bob Shepard passed away on Sunday at 99 years old. Um, he last game he called was in 07. Um, George Steinbrenner passed away this morning. Um, it's just you know, it's just one of those things where you know you never know when you're going to go. And for the last you know maybe 20 something years, George Steinbrenner has pretty much. Actually, not 20 cents. Night since he came back, when he got suspended for paying the uh, reporter that 40 grand for information on Dave Winfield, you know, he came back in 1993 and pretty much changed his whole outlook and how we handle things. Um, growing up, watching the Yankees, watching George Steinbrenner's antics with Billy Martin, you know, going through 30 some odd managers in a 30, 40 year time span. That's a lot of managers. That's most of any other in um, uh, Major League Baseball franchise ever. So. My condolences and prayers go out to the Steinbrenner family and the Yankee organization and the Yankee Nation. Rest in peace. Yeah, those, that, he's always found a way to put a winning team and a competing team um, on, the, on the diamond. He's always found a way to do that. And he was one of those guys who wasn't afraid to go out there and spend that money to get whomever. He would take a player from the, the rivalries, uh, what we call their rivalries, the uh, Boston Red Sox, uh, and bring them over because he, his whole thing was predicated on winning. Uh, keeping that, keeping that. Um, I think they might have the most World Series, actually. Yeah, they have the most World Series. And another thing about it is, you know, he had that. George Steinbrenner had that, that mentality. You know, no facial hair at all. Right. You know, and you know, you 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 couldn't have hair past the hairline, past your neck. You know, you had that inch area behind your neck, and that's all you could go. You couldn't go no further. When Johnny Damon came over from the Boston Red Sox, remember Johnny used to have that full beard and long gold, long hair and all that. He had uh-huh. to all that. So, you know, it's just, you know, George Albrecht is one of the first owners to pretty much pay the money he had to pay for uh, his uh, his team. So, you know, Pendleton will go out to him and hope that uh, he can, um, hope that everybody can get past his death and move on and do what they've been doing. Don't change anything at all. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And, and not to know that if he was sick or not, but a massive heart attack. Heart attacks come and go, man. I, I read recently, uh, this 22-year-old girl had a heart attack, a uh, massive heart attack, too. A massive heart attack, that's, that's, that's disruptive. It is. I mean, it's... Come back, and we'll talk about that. Well, I want to ask you guys about Ben Roethlisberger, too. Have you heard the rumors about that? Kate? Yep. We'll, we'll come back, we'll get a minute with Ken, and we'll, we'll move on. I don't know what your minute will be, but this is the Quarman Life of Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL Show. We'll be back in two minutes.
The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan, or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Lyrically, I'm supposed to represent unstoppable. End up president. Chris to the max. Yeah, sure. back, uh, we left off talking about uh, what Coach was talking about. Uh, Stein Brandon, one of the great owners and organizations of the New York Yankees, passed away from a massive heart attack. Our condolences go out to everybody involved with his life and his family. Um, Start talking a little bit about Roethlisberger. Uh, I just want to ask these guys what they thought about that. We got a minute with Ken. Ken, we hit your minute right now if you if you're ready. Uh, go ahead and tell about Roethlisberger. We we'll jumping in after that. Yeah, I, I wanted to know. Um, did you guys hear about this? A guy who consistently get in trouble, and knowing that the eye is on him, he goes out to a uh, 
You know, he was golfing in Columbus, Ohio, and urinated on the golf course. Now, I, I'm not gonna say there's nothing. I mean, I don't, the laws and stuff is public and indecent, uh, you know, disposal, whatever it is. He he he's urinating on the golf course. Now, everybody that plays golf has done that. But you go in the woods somewhere, or you go to the. They have plenty of bathrooms. I think it's a bathroom on every three or four holes. Uh, but with the with the trouble you in already, don't you think enough is enough? It it's not. Look, go back and look. It's not. It, if he have enough, if he haven't been in trouble, this would not be news. Uh-huh. Has he been drinking? That's another thing to go look at. You know, he's out there. He, you know, like he's been drinking on the golf course. He shouldn't be able to drink. Uh, he should be on probation, really. So that, does that mean has he learned his lesson? I don't think he has. I think, I don't think uh, so a guy like him thinks he's above the, right the law. He's just doing and saying all the right things right now, but behind closed doors, like you just saw, I think he's just still doing the same. He hasn't learned his lesson. Right. The guy hasn't, hasn't, hasn't grown up. And I, and I wonder how that is. If I'm spending six games, okay, I, let's take it back to the motorcycle accident and bring it, bring it forward and, and a couple of uh, allegedly uh, rape charges or sexual harassment uh, cases pending. Yeah, make sure you say allegedly. Allegedly, yeah, definitely. Um, supposedly... A woman witnessed this. Now, a woman that's seeing you after all you've been through, a woman witnessed this, uh, this indecency on a golf course. I don't go to a golf course to see Coach B or Ken, you and they, on a, um, there's bathrooms out there. Now, it happens. It happens. Guys more than women, because they can go out on the side somewhere in the woods where they can't be seen. But now the woman's seeing this. With all the trouble you've been in and you missing six games, Aren't you trying to find a way to do the right thing? Nobody's talking to this guy. Well, you know, no, nobody's no. talking to this guy. He's, he, he's already in enough trouble. He's already in enough trouble. Nobody's talking to him. Don't you want to find a way to do the right thing? Maybe help your team win Super Bowl, win games again? Because when he's in the game, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. That's true. But you got to understand something, too. You know, it's, you know, has anybody else, just this woman saw it, did anybody else see it? So you think did so? Did the people? Are you leaning towards she made it up? Well, does it, I'm not saying she made it up, but I mean, does anybody else? I mean, who was he playing with? Did they say he did it? I mean, you know, again, I don't, again, it's it's hearsay until someone else solidifies it. I mean, you know, it's Ben Roethlisberger. He peed on the golf course. Did he pee on the on the fifth hole at the at the cup, or did he go in the bush and pee because he couldn't hold it? Yeah, we don't know his health situation. Some, we know he's... Some golf, some golf courses don't have bathrooms every three holes. You know, I've been on a golf course that every... You have one on the third hole, you don't have another one until the 15th hole. Well, because yeah, I'm about to say, I don't house. think the golf courses he play on wouldn't have a bathroom every three holes. Doesn't mean they don't have a bathroom every three holes. But still... You're putting yourself uh, in bad situation. And the, trouble, the troubles he's in... I mean, come on, I, you gotta, you are being watched, man. It's like, same issue. Now I move on to Michael Vick. He, he's being treated like a kid now because he started acting like a kid. He can't leave the state of Philadelphia. Now, that's, that's, that's like punishment. That's telling you. Pennsylvania or the state of Philadelphia? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. He can't leave okay. the, the state of Pennsylvania because he, um, that's like telling your kid, go to your room, don't come out. Because, because he get in trouble. Why these guys consistently... Already in trouble, getting more trouble. But is he getting in trouble, or was he, he really trying to avoid trouble? He's doing I mean, the wrong I thing. I, I, okay, here, here's my here's my um. 
I'm, I'm just getting out of uh, federal penitentiary. I can't have any felons around me. Why would I go through a party in the park not knowing if there's any felon? That's breaking my um, probation. But you got to understand something this, too. You know, it's that party. Now, that dude know he wasn't supposed to be at the party. You know, he didn't give a fuck about the party. He knew he was supposed to be at that party, exactly. He knew he wasn't supposed to be there. He showed up anyway. I mean, there's a time and a place. That's when stupidity takes over. Common sense to take over and say, you know, I did something stupid before. Let me not put Mike in a position to get himself in trouble again after he's done so many good things in the last year or so he's been out. You know, changes. He just changes his whole mentality. He wants to do the right thing. You know, the people, some people got to just stay away, and Kwana should have stayed away. Well, you know what? When you, when you lose a $100 million contract because all you had to do was tell the truth, yeah, you want to do the right thing. How many people won't come to his defense? How many people will keep coming to the defense to keep him in the league? Because he's a, easy. He is still one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I mean, there's a lot of teams that will take this guy. He's probably the highest paid backup quarterback in the league. All they're waiting for is a cop to not get it done and bring Mike, and that could have been his job. But whether he knew or not, the people around him have to know, or he has to know, uh, have the right people around him. Don't throw me a party. I can't be around felons. He can't be. You can't, can't be that silly. I'm not getting around benefit of that on that one. He no way, no how, because if it was one of us, and we had five-year probation where we can't be around no felons, I don't think either one of you guys would be around a felon under, that you can't control. And people who hang around you should know the same thing. Don't have me around no nonsense. Now, if you walk into something, you can't control that. You walk into a bar and there's a felon in there, you can't control that. But you know you can control going to a party. You can, you can control and screen in a party. You can have a private party. You can have a party at your home, and it's still off the chain. I'm not telling this man, don't go out and have fun. I'm not saying that, but no. I'm saying... It's a birthday party, 30th birthday. Yeah, I, I mean... Like your friends. He wasn't, he wasn't invited. Yeah. Mike didn't have nothing well. to do with this man no more after that. This man felt, you know, jealous because Mike wasn't messing with him no more. He was excluded from him. You testified against me. I ain't messing with you no more. He, you know, he felt like, oh, I'm, you know, he ain't my boy no more. Right. Uh, that, that was just jealousy. He showed up to that party. Got a cake smashed in his face. Yeah, and I, I think he said uh, one of the stories was uh, he knocked the cake out of Michael Vick's uh, girl's hand, and then um, Mike whispered in her ear or something. They got up and left, and then they went down. And he made sure he was not in there, and when it went when the shots went off, and then went and reported it to the team. He did the right, right thing. So I don't right. think that you can blame this man that he put himself in a position to be around felons. Yeah, but if, 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 that's a party he could have controlled. It was, like you said, it was the 30th birthday party. Man, I can invite you and, you and Rich to my party. Y'all invite y'all friends. I know y'all ain't not going to invite any felons when y'all know who I am and how I am. I want to get my closest friends, and I had a good time. My 30th birthday party, I had it here in Arizona. I had a great time. We, I rented out the hotel, um, Grace Inn, went out there. Okay. It was packed. Yeah, we had a lot of We fun. had a good time. It was no nonsense. Everybody had a great time. Had a party. We left. And I mean, there's ways you can do things. You I'm not giving Michael the benefit of the doubt on this one. I mean, he, he, that's, he can control it. I'm thinking I lost $100 million. I'm making $5 million as a backup this year. I got a chance to recoup 
some of that money. If I do the right things, Kevin Cobb fall off. There's a lot of pressure to be the quarterback in Philadelphia. They had one of the best quarterbacks in Philadelphia, Donovan McNabb. Uh, he's out of there. So if Cobb can't hold up to them fans, you, you guys know how them fans are. If he can't hold up to that pressure, Michael Vick is in there, and he might not ever get that job back. So I'm not going to – I'm not going to – put things in my way to stop me from being what I want to be was NFL quarterback uh, for a second chance. I'm not going to do that. I'm not, don't bring me in to run the Wildcat. That's not me. You go get you a receiver or a running back to run the Wildcat. I'm an NFL quarterback. I'm not going to strike myself from, not, from getting back to that point. And that, that's how I feel. I'm not giving that guy the benefit of that on that. Now, we ready for a minute we can? Yeah, we go to a minute we can. Right. Well, my, man today, my man again today is going to be about the NBA and uh, the world champ, world champion Los Angeles Lakers. We made okay, a great yo. move. We got rid of Jordan Farmar, who was really just holding up space. Uh, sent him off to the New Jersey Nets, uh, three-year, uh, $15 million contract. Congratulations to him. But uh, the dynamics of the NBA has changed now. The power is look like it's over to the East Coast now. Most of your top stars and uh, top players in the West are starting to uh, run out East. So, yes, they do have a look like they do have an easy time getting to the Western Conference Finals again, but this team still needs to make a blockbuster trade to beat an East Coast team that's going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Do I see the Boston Celtics or the Orlando Magic and not the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals? Yes, I do. But to beat this team, who's both of these teams, Boston and Orlando, has been in the Eastern Conference Finals the last two years, they really haven't skipped a beat but added other players and got better. These two teams can easily beat the Lakers in the finals coming up. So the Lakers need another trade to, to really help this team get back to the Western Conference Finals and to win the NBA championship again. A la, we need to get rid of Lamar Odom. Come on. We already know this man is inconsistent, didn't show up, and uh, we got an injury-prone Bynum uh, just uh, waiting to get injured again before the finals even comes around. I say package up Bynum, package up Odom together, make a blockbuster trade, Get, help this team get back to the NBA Finals and win it again. You know what? That would have, a be, have to be a blockbuster trade, but I can't really see Odom. Odom is still young. I think you know how you can get over those injuries like Grant Hill used to get injuries so often in his, earlier in his career. Now this guy's healthy and he's playing consistent basketball. I don't know if I would get rid of uh, Bynum just that fast. Well, that I don't know if I would do that, but, just, it, but you know what? It, probably tear, it just keeps tearing. It keeps tearing. You, you I think the power uh, has always been in the, in a, uh, on the East, but they, the West always had Kobe. So that, there's where it's staying right there. And Kobe, you know, Kobe, he willed his team to getting it done. These guys in the East play for show. Kobe playing for dough. So he got it done. So we're going to take a break. I can finish up the segment. We, we probably still in the NBA because we want to talk about what's going on down in Miami and how the fans and the, everybody is hating LeBron now. This is Kwame Lasso, the sports. Sometime Rich, we came from the ATS show. We'll be back in two minutes. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports 
Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, Grand Am, or even Lombo Racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, the host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster around the world to work each week to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing, while also never forgetting the local weekend warriors. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat for the world of racing. Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Power Up Channel. Be there or get a DNF. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports show with Ken from the ATL. We are back with the last segment. Let me run down a couple of top stories, but we want to talk about the NBA. Uh, Lawrence Taylor pleads guilty to no charges in his rape case. Okay, shouldn't have been out there. Um, Big Poppy takes the home run derby. Um, good for him now. He can stay on fire. Uh, Stern finds Gilbert 100,000 unhappy with LeBron. That's that's crucial. Um uh, tough question about Tiger returning to San, in St. Andrews. The Chargers and Jackson spending three games for DUI. I think, let me say something real quick on that. Jackson will be in Washington before the season's end. Uh, Suns get turkey loot. Y'all think that's a good move? Oh, very and good. Jalen goes to the Raptors. And you get Josh Childress. Yeah. Uh, turkey loot wasn't happening in Portland. Well, he, wasn't, he wasn't even trying to play out there. Not in Portland, but... Uh, he was out in Canada, Toronto. Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fisher stays in L.A. I think that's a great move for what they did for him when he had to leave Utah. I think that's a great move. And uh, Haslam is a big part of the Heat, so he remains with the Heat right now. But let me ask you guys a question about this. Why does everybody now who's in love with LeBron James hate LeBron because he left Cleveland? Shouldn't he be able to do what's best for LeBron James? Now, oh, definitely. I just think the way that he went about doing it was just wrong. Right, but okay. Now, what about, and, and I agree, I agree. And I don't think, 
Now, he's living up to that moniker, King James. I don't think there had to be a big delay in when he had to make a decision or make it a whole hour press conference to wait to say, I want to play with the, the Miami Heat. Um, but what did the owners, what did the owners, the Cleveland ownership do to get him players in there? You think Shaquille O'Neal was the answer? What did they do to get players in there to help them win? I, I ask both of you guys this question. Well, hold on. Let me let, let Coach answer that right there, but I'm going to lead into that right now. Okay. okay. This, last year I said they better trade this man now before this man end up leaving the team and they end up with nothing. And that's exactly what happened while the city of Cleveland, city of Cleveland and Dan Gilbert is upset right now. They, this man kept them in limbo up until the last day where they could have made free agent trades or something to get, you know, to, to get rid of this man, to bring in other players to help this city. Now they didn't. This man held out the last day, led them on to believe that they, you know, he was going to possibly have a chance to re-sign with this team. That's where he let them down at. And I let Coach finish up that point right there what you just asked. Well, you know, guys, he didn't, like you said, he didn't help any. He didn't help. The Cleveland Cavaliers didn't help themselves when it came to LeBron James. But LeBron James helped himself when he self, you know, self-centered, you know, out promotion of, you know, I'm going to the, to the Miami Heat. He went to the Miami Heat championship. I don't think they're going to win a championship, period. I don't think they're going to win one next year or the year after. Yeah, yeah they signed you down as Hasman. They got Mike Miller coming in a five-year deal. You know, Udonis Hassan took uh, less money to play there. Mike Miller took less money to play there. I honestly think that the best situation for LeBron James would have been New York. That's just my mentality, my thought. That's what it is. Now, Dan Gilbert, did. The, I, I don't see where he was wrong. I don't think Jesse Jackson needed to open his big mouth about something um, to add his two cents into it because he had nothing. That didn't, what the things that Jesse Jackson said, uh about uh, slavery and this and that, and that was stupid. But Jesse's always opening the mouth in a certain foot. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you right there. Jesse, Jesse me, you finish? No. To me, okay, it's a situation that LeBron James, he wasn't Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant had won three championships and then said, I'll stay, I'm staying with the Lakers. LeBron James can't even get past the Eastern Conference. One time, he got past, he was the Eastern Conference champion, but then he got blown out in the finals. I mean, Play basketball. You're not. You're. Yeah. You probably. Yeah. You were self-proclaimed clean king. The media put you there, and now the media trying to take you down. You know. You made a decision to go to Miami. It wasn't a good decision at all. And the way you did it, the city of Cleveland, who did everything for you, helped get you where you are. You know. You helped them get there, and you. It was a self. They helped each other get there. You did them wrong. You smacked them in the face, and that wasn't right. That wasn't right at all to do it. And I don't agree you with don't... the situation. I, I I put it on fa- on Facebook, on our page, on my page. Text you the same thing for him. He will not win a championship. Chris Bosh to me can't stay healthy. Um, you know, I don't perceive them ever getting past the Eastern Conference Championship. They still got to worry about the big three in Boston. They still got to worry about Orlando. They still got to worry about Chicago. You know, there's too many other teams now. The Eastern Conference looks like the Western Conference. No more, no more sub 500 teams making. Um, the playoffs. And they made Chicago get rid of a very good player and Kurt Heinrich to make room for LeBron James. And now, look, they got left with uh, the coattail hanging as well. Right, and I, and I think Coach made some great points uh, as far as LeBron. They still have to get – the Celtics is still the team. You still have to get past the Celtics and Orlando. Who's going – in Orlando um, – Bosch is not nowhere near going to be able to handle uh, that power of the game down, down low with Superman. So I, 
putting those two couldn't handle it when he was in Atlanta. He couldn't handle it when he was in Toronto. What makes you make your handle it? He made a great point. He, you're right. He made a great point. Like, he wasn't even the guy. He wasn't even a starter in the All-Star game. So, I don't know what was all the nonsense noise about, you know, Bosch doing this, Bosch going here, where's Bosch going? I've never seen him as – I just saw him as a guy that plays in the NBA. I've never seen – but he was playing in Toronto. I've never seen him as that superstar. I saw him as a guy that played, you know, a tall guy that played basketball. He was nothing special to me. But, Coach, you make a lot of great points. Yeah, the media takes you up as far as LeBron. The media takes you up, and them the same ones bring you down. I still don't think uh, Jesse had something to say. I don't still the, the new head coach for the Cleveland Cavaliers should have said anything. I agree with Ken. The way he went about it, it was um, nonsense. But he's living up to that moniker to King James. LeBron went to D. Wade's house. D. Wade didn't go to uh, Cavaliers. The Cavaliers should have did more to get him superstars. And like he said, he should have traded him last year and got players in there where they can have a re- where their team uh, can still compete on a certain level. And they put so much pressure on one guy. I think LeBron James would have been LeBron James in any team he went to. Any team. He's that talented. So I'm not saying uh, the Cavaliers made him. He would have been that guy anyway. They should have put more players around him, and now they're looking for him to save the city, their uh, economics, their economics over there, uh, downtown, making more money. What, what is it, $500 million um, they could have amassed while he was there. But his goal, you got to remember LeBron James said, I want to be a billionaire. He didn't say anything about winning the rings. I mean, the rings have come along with it. But now that's why he went to guys who probably can help him win rings. So when the time to write in the history books, he playing with D-Wade. And we're going to see and we're going to find out this year that he's going to know that that's D-Wade's town. D-Wade is Miami Heat. Uh, as far as Chris Bosh, we, we, I'm not going to even see the whole lot. He's going to get dominated. He's, gonna, he's good enough to make some plays. He's good enough to help out. But he's going to get dominated down there, down low, trying to go against the White Howard and them guys in the East. Okay. The Boston Celtics, in my opinion, is still the team to beat. Okay, think about Boston, the Lakers, Orlando. Think about these teams first. What what game did you watch that Toronto dominated these teams right here? Not one. Not one. He's not a dominant force. Right. And then LeBron is going to mess up his legacy if this man's ends up going to Miami, which he did, and doesn't win a championship. But do you still give him that much respect if they do win? You had to go play with D- Wade just to win a championship. That's and, and you know what? It tarnishes your legacy. I was Kobe was in that situation at one point. I think Rich was uh, alluding to it earlier when he was making the comments. Um, Kobe was in that situation. He was saying he was going to leave the Lakers, which he wasn't leaving the Lakers. Kobe stayed there and went through those down years until they got some help and they won again. Kobe was, for two years, they were down hard, man. They was down. They, they was, the Suns was killing them. The sun, they was lunch for the Suns. But he went through those down years. What you got to do as a superstar. And he might have been frustrated, but you got so much hype LeBron James does behind him, uh, he figured he should win now. Let me say something before we go off the air. The Cleveland Cavaliers, when they went to the finals, you know, they have a bad team here. Eric, Eric Snow with the point, LeBron, you know, I think uh, a few other people. But in the last two years when they, got, when they lost, you know, they, Mo Williams is not a bad point guard at all, you know. Mo Williams is not a bad. Is he a Derek Fisher? No, but he can't. Get, does he have Derek Fisher um, capabilities? Yes, he does. Okay, you know Anderson Varejao, one of the to me is a is a is a is a baller to me. He plays. He does. 
he's that bad boy. He's that Dennis Rodman, that Bill Lambeer of the uh, of the of the um, Detroit Pistons back in the early nineties. You know, LeBron couldn't do it with what he had. He couldn't get past the second round, third round, always choking, 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 choking. He'll make a shot here, make a shot there, but again, he couldn't make it happen. The other players on that team, I don't think that they didn't have a bad team last year. They'll get. They just choked when it was supposed to choke because LeBron helped choke. The year before that, same thing. You know, and I don't think it was Mike Brown's fault. You know, Byron Scott comes in there now, and, you know, now he's going against something that he really don't have a quality team. You know, you got, you know, you know Delonte West hanging out with LeBron's mom. Uh, you know, y'all seen a new shirt? Have you seen a new shirt that's been put out? They said, no. yeah, you have moved down south, but your mom is going west. Just riding west. <laughs> I mean, it just and it's it's just for something. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericasports.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.